Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so thankful that Mark has nominated Joanna Edge as our next Game Changer nominee. And Joanna's here with us this morning to talk about the amazing organization that she is affiliated with. And so we're going to learn more about this. Joanna, congratulations on your Game Changer Award. And we're so excited to learn more. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, who you are, but then how you got involved. Absolutely. So my name's Joanna. I'm with Dogs and Cats of Dominican Republic. We are the leading animal rescue within the Caribbean. Um, We're primarily on the north coast of the Dominican Republic. And uh, per year, we, uh, well, what we focus on is um, uh, rehabbing animals, spay and neuter initiatives, which are very, very important. Um, And then also community outreach, where we educate locals on um, how to take care of their animals. And um, aside from that, we, uh, we just get animals rehabbed and find them home. So there's a whole bunch involved with our day-to-day and uh, never a dull moment. I, I can't imagine. I have been to the Dominican. I have seen <laughs> what I would call beach dogs. I know that uh, coconut hounds is the, uh, yes. the beloved in, in term of endearment, which is beautiful. Joanna, first of all, let's talk a little bit about how the or when and how the organization was founded, but then um, how you became involved. I would assume you also had a personal experience that led you to to want to get involved. That's exactly it. So the organization itself has been around for about ten years. Um, myself, I've been a board member for about four years or so. Um, I'm actually Canadian. I'm in Toronto right now. Um, I work for an excellent uh, company in Toronto, uh, Quest Trade. And so, you know, in my spare time, I help out on the animal rescue side of things. Um, So the way that I found uh, DCDR was just through vacationing. You know, whenever I'd be away, um, I always go to Caribbean. I love the warmth. Um, You know, I would just be attracted to the the strays that are there and just wondering, you know, okay, what can I do? We're so lucky as Canadians, right? We have, we have so, we have so much compared to so many other people in the world. And, you know, you just, it's not a lot of people stop and actually think about how lucky we are and how you can, you know, make a difference with, you know, a little bit of extra money or a little bit of extra time. Um, And so throughout, uh, throughout the years, I actually ended up uh, buying a spot in Dominican Republic and spending more time down there. Uh, My daughter is an equestrian, so she gets to ride horses the year round, um, as well as, you know, I've had some flexibility with uh, my own business in in the past as well. Um, So it just got connected to the Dominican, um, just based on, you know, the, just the creature comforts. There's an Ikea on the island, there's great restaurants. So you don't feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. You still have all that civilization, as we call it. Um, But on the same note, it's, uh, you still have that beautiful Caribbean feeling. So it's the best of all worlds. Um, So yeah, so I've been with the organization for about four years or so. I started off on the Canadian side of things, where I was just helping with that all of the back office work of being able to, you know, uh, coordinate the logistics of animals coming into the country because there's a bunch of red tape with customs and that kind of thing with clearing animals. 
Um, and then, you know, the fundraising side of things, uh, finding fosters, all of those types of things. And then when I relocated to the island, I uh, just started to be a little bit more hands-on with community yeah. outreach. And uh, I still take care of all the travel coordinations as well, though, for getting dogs to their homes. Um, so it's been a it's been a crazy time throughout yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> there was, yeah. you know, the two years there where we weren't able to fly animals anywhere. So um, we uh, we ended up working with our friends Wings of Rescue, who's a rescue mm. out on the West Coast in, you know, uh, Beverly Hills out of all places. And uh, they ended up helping us out with a few private planes to be able to charter flights to get animals to their forever homes. Um, but on the on the day to day with the rescue, I just help out with all the travel logistics and coordination wow. along with the community outreach. Yeah. And so it's such a necessary organization. Uh, the, yeah. you, as you mentioned, the Caribbean's loaded with beautiful people, beautiful yeah. islands and thousands and thousands of homeless animals that, yes. that need help. And so I just think it's wonderful. Does, does, does the organization work, uh, with basically all of the Caribbean islands and then those animals that are, you know, found on the street or whatever that need medical help kind of walk us through the process. So like they're, the animals are identified and then are they brought to like a facility or do you have locals that do foster care? And then how does the process work through the adoption? Great question. So it's a combination of both. We actually have three sanctuaries throughout the island. So Dominican, if anyone's been, is massive, right? Like we're on the North Coast, uh, primarily the Puerto Plata area. Um, but we also have a sanctuary in Punta Cana as well as Las Terrenas. So to put it in perspective, Punta Cana is about a six-hour treacherous drive one way from Puerto Plata. So we really have good coverage throughout the whole island right now with excellent volunteers. Um, you know, the, the one thing is, is like, you never run out of animals, right? Yes. So we, you can find animals on the side of the road for yep. from people who are delivering boxes of kittens to your doorstep. You know, if they, God forbid, they find out where you live, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> then they're just coming to you asking yeah. for help. Um, but there's never a shortage. Like we, we find our animals um, either from people who just drop them at our sanctuaries, um, mm -hmm. which is what we don't want to have happen yeah. because, you know, you get to a point where you're just above capacity sometimes because um, right now we're not adopting them out, right? Like a lot of shelters are seeing the same issue right now where, um, uh, you know, adoptions have just slowed right down. People are starting to go back to work. There was yeah. that huge craze where everyone wanted to be home and have an animal at home. So now we're in a situation where, you know, where we have a lot of animals in our care um, yes. and you try to give them, you want to give them all the same level of care. Right. But it's like when you have kid, like there's too many kids, you can only spread yourself too far. Right. So yeah. um, you're, you're constantly juggling those types of things and not to mention the financial cost of maintaining the animals yes. to food and that care and all those types of things. So, um, and, and so like do the adoptions, um, are you kind of on a holding pattern until you can get enough flights to haul the, do the animals go all over the world or primarily just North America, Canada, and the U S yeah, primarily Canada. Um, I'm going to say about 85% of our animals to Canada because right now there's a CDC band with 
flying animals. Uh, Dominicans look that as uh, an island that may be a higher risk for rabies, even though we don't we don't see it. We don't see it, but whatever, we're on the blacklist. So we can't fly dogs right now from Dominican to the USA. Um, so we're really relying on our on, on getting them to Canada. Um, we would, you know, transfer some of our animals out to other uh, organizations as well in Canada, but a lot of them are dealing with max capacity at the moment as well. So it's been a little tricky these past couple of months. We've really, you know, been trying to navigate through this time, you know, reduce our adoption fees a little bit, um, do what we can to be able to just, you know, get these animals homes, but on the same note, be able to clear out our, our sanctuaries to be able to help more because we hate to say no. Yeah, of course. Of course. So I love that. I love that this is a beautiful example of a rescue in a different country mm-hmm. with people from different citizens in different places around the world, all committed to the same foundational mission. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. What do you love most about the volunteer work that you do? Honestly, it's just when you see those animals land in the right forever home and they get the life that they deserve, it's worth absolutely all of, you know, the coordination, the headache, um, dealing with, you know, sometimes people who can be very uh, unappreciated. Like that's the hardest part of rescue is dealing with people um, who think that it's your job to take care of these animals when everybody is a full-time volunteer. Um, but it's definitely the most rewarding when you can see these animals end up in a forever home and just the transformation of knowing what they came from, you know, being on the side of the street, skin and bones, or, you know, screw worms crawling out of them, whatever, whatever the situation was that they were in to see them be, you know, a a regular animal to have the life that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge. Mm -hmm. And if you could tell the world one thing about Mm -hmm. this really important mission or your thoughts about it, what would that be? Oh, okay. Let's do two things, Dr. Karen. (laughs) Good. First off is, um, people do not understand how different animals have it in the Caribbean versus in North America. Um, we sometimes get a lot of flack for helping, like for me being Canadian, if I were to do a PetSmart event or something like that in a pet store to promote animals from a different country, people would give us a hard time because there's so many animals in Canada that need need homes and need help. Um, it's just, it, it's a matter of perspective. Until you get off those resorts and you open your eyes and you're actually seeing what it's like in a third world country and, you know, for the hardworking individuals, like the Dominicans, their average rate wage is about $400 US per month, you know, and groceries are just as expensive there and those types of things. It's just impossible for the basic needs of animals to be looked after when you compare it to Canada or the US where yes, they're in a shelter, that's awful, but they have food, they have safety, they have comfort, they have all of those basic needs taken care of. The animals in the Dominican Republic do not have that, right? They are fighters. They need, they genuinely need help um, to survive. So that's my first thing for, for mentioning. The second part is definitely, you know, when the general public is dealing with volunteers to just go easy on volunteers, Mm -hmm. it's burnout is so high in rescue. Honestly, 
And, you know, there's only six of us in our organization. Um, Like, sorry, six of us as board members, I should say. And then just volunteers. But, you know, for myself, I work full time. I have a 10 year old animals responsibilities. People can only do as much as they can do. And at the end of the day, you know, if you have to say no to an animal to be able to help the animals that you have in your care at the moment, just understanding and compassion and all of those types of things, because the worst thing that could happen are for the people who actually do want to invest their time to be burnt out based on other people's influences. So I think that that's a really important thing with dealing with rescue organizations as a whole for the general public. I I think that that's a astutely made observation, probably from the pain of having been on the receiving end of verbal abuse and that that rescue organizations have to endure. I tell people regularly until you're in the trenches doing it yourself, zip it because it's, it's very easy to judge. You're looking down at other people doing their, their hardest work as volunteers. If you have not yet offered to provide your free services in that capacity to see what you're judging, I think withholding judgment is very valid and an important concept for people that instantly are led to make an assumption that could be inaccurate. And above all, the people that are volunteering need to be supported, edified, and at worst, no word spoken. To judge anyone doing their part, rescuing any animal on in any situation is a valiant, beautiful thing that deserves to be celebrated. So we're so yeah. thankful that you and your other very small team of volunteer board members, including Mark, who nominated you, We're so thankful to be able to learn more about this incredibly important work that you're doing. If people wanted to learn more, Joanna, if I know that a lot of listeners and readers have been to the Dominican, we're well aware of this issue. If people wanted to learn more about your organization, volunteer, become involved, make a donation, where would they go to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is um, dcdr.org, which stands for dogs, cats, Dominican Republic.org. Um, there's so many ways that people can help. Um, if you don't have money, you know, to, to be able to donate, you could be a travel companion. If you end up in Dominican Mm. Republic on vacation, right. As as long as you're flying on an airline that allows animals, um, it's zero cost to you to be a travel companion, to have, you know, a dog or two or three tag along with you, maybe even a cat, um, to be able to facilitate getting them to their forever homes. Um, We have a wish list of supplies that we're always looking to get down to the island as well. So on your way down, you know, even just little things from Dollarama, which just aren't as accessible on island for us to get. Right. Um, But uh, but yeah, like and and obviously time, like if if you're down on the island and would like to volunteer in some capacity, we'd always love to have you. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're so incredibly thankful for this important work. We're so thankful that Mark took the time to nominate you. And thank you for telling us more about this amazing organization doing great things for dogs and cats in the Dominican. We're very thankful and congratulations on your Game Changer nomination. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Karen. And thank you for the work that you're doing, because Mm. this is incredible for you to be able to bring light on these uh, on, on different organizations like ourselves.